podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome back to a brand new episode of Courtside Fracker. Today, I'm joined with the one and only, my favourite Denver Nuggets fan, Oggy. Ah. How are you doing, mate? I'm, I'm good, fam. It's a pleasure to be on, finally, on the main pod. it's it's a pleasure to have you on I was I was lobbying for you to come on I was like yes I need Oggy on this pod I need to talk some crud with Oggy on I'm I'm still I'm still jubilant from the other night man I'm still riding I'm riding that wave until tomorrow morning that's what (laughs) I'm doing I'm riding the wave as much as I can man as you should to be honest like I mean we're speaking a bit more a bit um a bit before the, the pod, podcast started and talking about how much of a big upset it was but yeah we'll, we'll get all, get into all of that just in just a moment um so those of you who who are a patreon member i think it's only one of you so far but this is actually oggy's not this is not oggy's first appearance on our podcast he did actually show up um right after game two of the denver the denver utah series which feels like an absolute age ago um so yeah, you can hear his thoughts there as well. So please check out our, our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash fracker if you want to get anything involved in that. Um, also check out our Discord, which is essentially a massive WhatsApp group. So please come in, check it out. There's so much stuff to talk about in there. We have Discord Lives where we, talk, where we basically commentate on the game live. If you're into all of that kind of thing, come, come over. We just want to talk basketball. Yeah, all good. And lastly, Twitter. Get involved in our Twitter. I had a field day on, on was it Wednesday morning? Of, of, of after after the Clippers lost, you though I got in trouble for not signing off some of my tweets. But but you can tell when the tweet is from me. I feel it's li- literally me just slandering the Clippers. But yeah, anyway, let's get straight into things. Oggy, what did you make of what did you make of Game Seven? Let's start with Game Seven. So uh, look, I'm not gonna lie. Um, when we went down twelve or thirteen, whatever it was. Honestly, it was just like, oh, oh, we're here again. Like, that's no big deal. We're, de- we're probably going to end up winning this. Obviously, every time we are down by double digits, it's like, right, really, this might be the end. But genuinely, game seven, I was like, this lot, this lot are going to choke. They're going to choke again. There was one, um, there was one time out in game six, because I recorded on my phone, okay. that, um, that Dot Rivers was, was leading timeout, right? And... It was just when it was just when the Nuggets took the lead in Game Six. But he was so negative with them; like it was one of the most negative timeouts I've ever seen. It was almost like a desperate call, like "Come on, guys, we can do this. We're better than this. We're better than this." And it was it was at that moment I was like, "This lot might be done," you know, like this this <laughs> lot might be might be done. And then of course, you know, they came out Game Seven, and again they raced into a bit of a lead. And to be mm. fair. Um, Lou Williams and Montrose Harrell looked a little bit better in that first half. I remember watching them and thinking, ah, oh, here we go. Like these two, six man of the year, mm. he's actually going to show up. Yeah, and then yeah. they, they just, they just petered away. But, you know, we, we got the, we got the lead down to about four by half time, I think. And then, and then, you know, we just, we just did our thing. Did our thing, man. You know, I'm so happy you brought up Lou Will. So let me, let me tell you a really interesting stat about Lou Will. So, so this is Sweet Lou. This is Lemon Pepper Lou, yeah? Sweet Lou obviously went to a funeral. I know, I know just, just before he got into the bubble, I know things are a bit tough. But where did he also go? He went to Magic City. So <laughs> he reminded me a bit of uh, Space Jam. I think he left all his talent there. So 
In the last nine games, let me tell you what he's what, what he's shooting from three. <clears throat> in his last 32 three-point attempts from, from the last nine games, yeah, it's basically all playoff games, he's only converted four. That is a 12.5% three-point percentage from a three-time, a record three-time six-man of the year. I love it. Honestly, personally, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. Harold, <laughs> Harold, you're happier than me, I think, with this result. Honestly, <laughs> you haven't stopped smiling. You haven't uh, stopped smiling since you've been on, man. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's the vindication. Vindication is one of the greatest feelings of all time. When everyone is against you and then your team fall through. Well, I, I, I say my team fall through. They didn't even fall through. I, as a, there's a combination of me being happy we're not playing the Clippers because I think Denver just have the Clippers number. Like, we're about to talk about it, but Denver set up so well against, mm-hmm. against um, Clippers. What they do is, so I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you, you have your own thoughts on it as well. So what, what I noticed that Denver do, Clippers game is mid-range. They love a mid-range. Mid-range and defense, which is championship basketball, to be fair, which is why everyone picked them. Obviously, the strength yeah. of their team, good players, etc. But there's so many players they can throw at Kawhi and Paul George. It's, it's almost like a narrow zone. So, so Gary Harris, uh, Jeremy Grant, Millsap, just literally just chill. Tory Craig as well. Say again. Shout out Tory Craig. Exactly, exactly. Literally, just hang around here. Just literally, just clog the lanes. They're not getting. They're not getting no mid range shots up. And mm-hmm. and before you know it, literally, it's it's an overpowerment. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we can't we can't move anywhere from here. But Gone, I know, I know. It's like a, it's 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 probably an obvious an obvious thing to make, but every time we've got our defense going in any of these games, which tends to happen usually after halftime because we're all sleeping in the first half every single time. Once we get that going, our offense we just gain confidence from that, yeah. and then our offense starts starts working properly. And people like Jokic and Murray in particular, they get confidence from that because they know we're going to get stops. Um, so it seems to me as well that when those defensive players are doing their role, we get going on offense. And that's probably why I reckon as well, you know, I love Michael Porter Jr., but his minutes were reduced against the Clippers because they knew, they knew again, this is, a, this is a weak spot. He'll get better. I mean, he's only young. He'll get better. But they reduced his minutes. Our defense was better because Gary Harris is a top defender. Torrey Craig does this thing. As you say, Millsap can do this thing. So we've got, we've got defenders that can, that can do things. As we'll, we'll get onto it later, but I'm not sure how much of that and will it be enough against someone like LeBron. I'm yeah. a big, I'm a big LeBron fan, but I know we'll get onto that later. But so if our defense gets going and then our offense gets going, I know it's an obvious fact, but that that's been the pattern of our play so far. So, so yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So that that was the defensive end. They nullified the two point shot. They're not. They're not. They nullified the the mid range jumper which is a madness, I have to say. They were like kryptonite for, for, for Clippers, I felt. And then on the offensive end, they, Nikola Jokic is, he's the unicorn to me. Okay, listen, can I have my three minutes? Yes, yeah, please, please. <laughs> when, I was on the, when I was on the Patreon, I almost, I, did, I ignored, I, it was too obvious for me to talk about Jokic all the time. This guy, this guy is probably up there already as the best Serbian basketball player of all time. And we've got a few that are all right. Um, he is such a joy to watch. You know, everyone has their opinions and, and their criteria for what makes a player good for them, right? And that's fine. Some people are really into the stats, blah, blah, blah. Some people are into 
into you know the physicality of certain players, you know, like Russell Westbrook, for example, guys guys like six three, but he can dunk, whatever. That's a different thing. But Jokic, my criteria is I want players to move me. And this guy plays basketball in a way that like you just don't see, you don't see anywhere. Like you just don't see it. He's a center, he's a seven foot center that like takes the ball up the court. Like he's the one that's dribbling up the court. And because he's lost that bit of weight, he can get up ever so slightly quicker. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, hard to notice, but yeah. <laughs> he can pass off the dribble, you know, again, for a big man, that's pretty sick. And of course, his passing, I mean, he is, he's an elite passer. He's one of the best passers in the league. But he can see things that I think can be quite difficult to cover on defense. And the rest of the Nuggets players know this about him. They know that they can make certain cuts to the basket. You know, there was one the other night when he just threw it over his head. Oh my like, gosh, that play was ridiculous. It was, it was like 30 seconds left. He just chucked it behind to, uh, to, to Jamal Murray. <laughs> yeah, he's taking a mitt. But he does, he does those no-look passes all the time and he gets it to his players in the shooting pocket. And as a result, everyone around him is better. And everyone sort of circulates. He's like the sun in this Denver Nuggets solar system, right? And everyone is cir cir circling around him. All great energy. And... I don't know how many centers in the league there are that teams literally sort of build their game around to an extent. He influences the game. Look, we can talk about Joel Embiid. I don't really want to because I don't want to bring the mood down of, of, of this pod. <laughs> yeah, please I do. Can't, I can't think, even, even someone like Anthony Davis, right? That, that, the Lakers, I'm sure you'll get into more. They, LeBron, LeBron runs that team, right? I mean, exactly. that's, yeah. that's the thing. But Jokic is the, is, is the guy. And honestly, he is such a joy to watch. And, he steps up in the playoffs. He steps up in the big games as well. Like his regular season, I've just jotted down of his regular season. I think he's like nine, 19 points, 10 rebounds and five and a half assists. In the now I'm taking in the 28 playoff games he's played. And I think that's a pretty good um, uh, sample size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 25 points, 12 rebounds and seven assists, which is mad. Look, AD and LeBron's numbers are sick. But this guy steps his game up as well in the big moments. And he's not, He's not afraid. He doesn't go hiding. He doesn't go hiding. And it's mad when he's got the character that he does. He seems really laid back. Doesn't have any social media, which is just true to form, to be honest. Yeah, standard, right? <laughs> Chilled guy, but in the moments, he's, he's not afraid. He's not afraid. And yet, listen, he can get torched on defense. Like, I get that. And this is something that the, that the Lakers are going to look to exploit. But going forward... The somnambulant Somborian, as they call him. I mean, unbelievable word that, somnambulant. And also the marshmallow wizard, the body positive <laughs> icon. This, this guy, there's only one person I think that loves Nikola Jokic more than me, and that's Doris Burke. You need to listen to her. When oh, she yeah, no, she absolutely adores <laughs> Everyone does. But everyone does. You can't, I, you can't not like him, apart from when he switched on and he comes up against a really fast point guard or something that just blitzes him on, 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 on defense. But let's, let, let, again, I'm trying to be positive here today. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> that's why, listen, that's my three minutes on Jokic. He deserves it. I just, I yeah. just love the guy. I just he, love absolutely, guy. he absolutely loves it. I do really like your analogy about him being the sun in the, in the solar system because that is reminiscent of LeBron James. He is that yeah. facilitator. And everyone talks about Jokic about being this great passing big guy. He's just a great passer. Like, let's just yeah. talk about him and just, just a great passer in the league. Forget the fact that he's the best offensive center. No, he's the best center, first of all. And yeah. second of all, you need to put him in, like, I'm talking top five passes in the league. He yeah. is honestly an incredible player. He, like, he's playing in flip-flops. It doesn't yeah. really yeah, make... Yeah, people say that. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, 
he slows everything down. He's patient. He waits to pick his pass. And I have no idea. I have no idea what the Clippers were doing, double trying to double team him every single time, man. Like, there's a reason he had 13 assists, and also, he probably could have got more. He he could have he could have been hitting 20 assists in that game. They were doubling him every single time. And he was just, he's seven foot, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I'm, I am, I am really interested to see what the Lakers, you know, have in store for him. To be honest, they'll probably just put AD on him because AD, AD can, AD yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, it is true. And, and, and you know, before we get on to, which I'm excited to see, before we get on to the actual um, Western Conference Finals preview, which is actually the name of this podcast, not necessarily just just um, talking wax and lyrical about Nikola Jokic um, <laughs> and slandering the Clippers. I do, we do have to talk, touch on the Clippers a little bit before we move oh. on. What what went wrong? So no, no, uh, a lot went well for Denver, as yeah, yeah. as we've seen. Obviously, the the greatness of of Nikola Jokic, the greatness of Jamal Murray, just the somewhat. Decent defense from MJ from MPJ sometimes yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and from Jokic, there was some de- defense from him as well. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah. I, it, look, let, let's put this into context, right? All the look, I've been reading, obviously, since since Tuesday night, I've been reading so much stuff. I've been listening to so many podcasts. I'm just like content, content, content. I just <laughs> consume, it all, consume it all just before this, and everyone leads with with the Clippers. And and to be fair, the context is there. They they messed up. They messed up massively, man. You cannot be up so many points every single game and let them back into it. I don't know whether it was Jokic was just starting to get more fun. He was bullying. He was bullying. Harold was awful in this series, man. Like, and it's it's sad because he's just too small. He's just he, he, you just you're, he's just not as skilled. He's just not. He's very aggressive. He can get. Yeah. He, he actually played decent in Game Seven. He actually got the most points in the Clippers. But yeah, yeah. You, you can see that it's just. It's barbecue chicken all day for for, for, for Jokic on on Trez. I, I, a sports psychologist. We need to get some kind of sports psychologist on there because I think that this is a pro, a primary example of the mind completely overshadowing anything else because you know they've got. You put that down to though. Who, who, you, put, you put it down to the coach. Put it down to Kawhi Leonard. So it's 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 interesting because. Kawhi, Kawhi's a guy that leads by example, right? He's, he's yeah. a quiet guy. And they've said, you know, that the vocal leader in that team is actually Lou Williams. Now, when things aren't going well for you, um, you, you, you need your guys to step up. Like, you need them to step up. You need Kawhi Leonard to be like, now. Nah, and generally, every time I was afraid that that was what was going to happen. But he just, he was getting to his spot still. He was, but he was, he was missing so many shots. PG was missing so many shots. Their support cast as well just kept missing. Like um, uh, Marcus Morris, I think I've got the right twin here because you yeah. lot have Mark yeah, yeah. Marcus Morris, right? First game, giving shit to Paul Millsap. I think it was in the first game or the second game. Oh, and then Millsap, just, Millsap was just like, no, I'm not having this. Like, yeah. I'm not having this. <laughs> and then Morris's game dropped. Like, I don't, I, honestly, the implosion mentally that happened with this guy. And as I said, have, some of, have, me, some of it's got me down to the coach because I mentioned that timeout earlier. They, they were looking in game six when the Nuggets went up. Not even game seven, man. They were looking so despondent. And they were down by like three. And yeah. the, coach, the coach's instructions there were, just seemed so basic, so desperate. He got and, I don't think, and I don't think, I don't think you're 3-1 down. And Doc Rivers has been 3-1 free, free up, sorry. Doc Rivers has been 3-1 up loads of times in his career. He just doesn't seem to make the right adjustments, man. He doesn't seem to go, do you know what? Harold, you're playing badly. 
I'm going to give Ivy Tazubat some more minutes, or I'm going to switch it up on him. I'm going to put, why is he not putting Kawhi on Jokic more than he did? I don't understand. Like these are the, these little adjustments. I don't understand. And then to add it into the mix, playoff P, come on. Like, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> guy, man. Honestly, I don't, just, come on, come oh, on. I, I, honestly, I, Dave and CJ were having a field day after that game. Oh, you know what? I am, I'm, I'm so upset that Yaz is not on this podcast today because he was supposed <laughs> to come on and host. You know what I had for him? Let me, let me show you what I had for him. For anyone who's watching online, I had this jersey ready for him. I was going to come in wearing my Celtics jersey. They're going to say, oh, no, we're 2 0 down. Oh, no. What does that feel like? They're going to come in all happy. I, I, was, I, was, I was also going to come in and say, one, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm about to have an absolute field day on the Clippers. But you know what? I'm going to save all of that till Sunday. Playoff P, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where to begin with him. For him, I, I calculate over the last, um, over the series, over the seven game series against Denver, he averaged about 22 points, which for him is really good. However, that means nothing if your team are scorning double point leads in three successive games. Yeah. I, someone I see as PG, even though he can be seriously offensively inept at times um, in big games, as we've seen, yeah. What saves him is his defense. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying his best to guard Jamal Murray. It just didn't. Jamal Murray was was a man possessed. He just couldn't yeah. stop that man. And it, it, it's 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 telling because you speak about um the mentality. Talk about like where are they? Where are they mentally? And you can see like it's a, it's a it was a clear battle of who wants it more because yeah. that is. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Jamal Murray's a great player, but he's made a, a tremendous step up in these playoffs. M- yeah. m- amazing step. That Denver series, that Denver series versus um, Donovan Mitchell surprised the hell out of me. I've always yeah. seen someone who can make a step up, but I never really thought he would. So Was it, was it, how just quickly, was it you, there was one of you, I remember on one of the preview pods, were like, oh, this, this Nuggets Jazz series, oh, boring. It was this, it was this, it was I'm not interested in this. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's he, he honestly he's had to mix his words about um Jokic as well because he kept saying Embiid is better, etc. And then he saw the game seven, game six and game seven. He's like, he's like, yo, guys, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, you were right, you were right. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, we can go on forever about Clippers. I'm gonna leave the rest of the Sunday pod. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I'm gonna be on top form. Don't, don't don't you worry. Um, but let's get into the actual, let's get into the actual matchup that we're here for. So let's go into. The Western Conference Finals. Wow, I never thought I'd be saying this. LA Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets. 16-time champions, LA Lakers. You never thought you'd be saying this. Come on, mate. No, 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 Denver, 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 Denver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't flatter yourself, mate. I know I'm meant to be here. So, yeah, it's more Denver side, but okay, cool. So, let's start with the big names. Let's talk about the X-Factors. Let's talk about the difference makers. AD, LeBron, Jokic, Murray. Yep. What are we saying? So, um, LeBron, I'm terrified of. Le- listen, LeBron, LeBron doesn't go 3-1 up and, and let his team... He just... He, he, he doesn't. He doesn't do that. I'm terrified because I'm trying to think, who, who are we going to have to guard him? He's going to attack. He's going to be attacking our wings all day. He's going to have... Um, we'll probably have to put Grant and Harris on him. Tory Craig coming and doing a bit, but I'm I'm honestly I'm terrified of what LeBron is going to be able to do to us because he's going to drive to the basket. He's he is at 35 years old. He's still so sick in transition. Um, he can hit a three point shot. 
LeBron for me is it's not it's an obvious thing to say, but he is the guy. He is the guy. This series, I I think personally, mm. and I am I'm worried about whether whether and you know you just mentioned the thing about wanting him more. You know it, when it comes to football, I hate that who what who wants him more, who's got more passion. But gen, in basketball, because the the court is much smaller than football, like you can see people do want to. Yeah. So yeah. we are going to need to be on him from the start. Um, so 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 for me that's that's the thing that i'm looking out for i want to see how we are able to defend lebron because the guy can score on you he's one of the best passers in the league as well and if he doesn't i know we're going to talk about the support cast in a minute but if he's not the one leading the play then he's just going to pop it off to rondo and then there's another problem for us yeah. right so so i guess for me lebron's the lebron's the big one and i i love playoff lebron man i really do i hated him when he went to miami I was one of the I was one of the Miami haters. Fair enough. Fair and enough. I was and I was I was so happy when 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 they lost. I think it's I think it was to the Mavs. Twenty eleven yeah. to the Mavs, of course. Dirk Nowitzki doing his thing then and didn't like him 2012, 2013 when he won. But then after that, man, I just I was like, why am I hate what am I doing? Why am I hating this guy? <laughs> and I I know Yas has got his own opinions on him and, and about his character and stuff, but I love LeBron man and he's he like I said, he's gonna be the guy. He's gonna be the guy for me. Cool. Um, yeah, my my feelings on this are interesting. It's funny you said LeBron. I think LeBron will be a deciding factor. However, I think AD holds a big role. Although I, because if you look at just how we've matched up in in a regular season, we've we've played Denver four times. Uh, yeah. The record is three one. We've, we're three one up against against Denver. And that um, one was when LeBron weren't playing. So exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that one was when LeBron wasn't playing. So okay, I don't know. I don't know how much stuff you want to take into that. But what I will say is Dwight Howard. Um, yeah, that's we're going to talk about the supporting cast. But Dwight Howard, JaVale, AD did a good number on, on trying to stop um, on trying to stop Jokic. I'd be surprised to see JaVale play so many minutes just because he's not as as nimble and as agile and as and as like quick on his feet um, than Dwight. But we'll, it remains to be seen. I think AD is is very important. We're going to need to see. He's one thing I will say that we that separates um, Clippers from the Lakers is that there's there's a clear leadership. The clear leadership and LeBron won't. LeBron is a guy who was like, they were like, "Oh, you sure you want to come back into the bubble? You sure, sure you want to?" When there was all that that talk about the shooting, the talk about um Black Lives Matter, or talk about um coronavirus. He's like, "No, no, I'm playing basketball. Yeah. But don't get it twisted. He won't. He won't. Um, he won't be missing his chips. Like he won't be. He won't be misplacing anything at all. So he's gonna have his head screwed on solely, and he won't make the same mistakes that Clippers did and the rest of him in Denver. So yeah. I think that's gonna be infectious on AD. Now he needs AD. I feel needs to make sure he does a good defensive number on Jokic. That is key. I think he'll offensively. I think he'll do well because I think he is dominate dominating offensively. And there's not a big. I mean, Plumlee's not really gonna get that many minutes. And in terms of rim protectors, I'm not having. I'm not. I'm not betting against AD against a a Jokic. At, at the rack, essentially. So, yeah, yeah. and and I'll tell you one thing, just quickly, Harold, just about AD as well, man. The, the thing, he's a really good, he's a good matchup for the Lakers. That because AD isn't going to get bullied so much. Although, although Jokic can, he can do things to AD as well. But it's not just that; it's that when Jokic comes up to the three-point line, AD's more than comfortable, I think, defending him on the three-point line as well. Yeah. Which which means that he is going to be covering. Basically, Jokic is two things, like getting to the rim, three-point line. So, I think he will do, he'll probably do a good job on him. But 
Jokic is a, he's a different guy to the regular season, man. He's a he's a different guy, and I'm just he, he genuinely just needs to step up and be playoff Jokic in yeah. in the series, you know. Yeah, but you know, AD's got AD's obviously got the tools to defend him. So you know, you're 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 right, and that that's another that's another big one, you know. So yeah, the the main your main offensive threat, I thought it's the it's the high pick with mm. Jokic and Murray. Mm. Clippers had no answer to that. You stick. You stick AD on Jokic, mm. and you have LeBron to switch to Murray. Mm. You're having you're having a tough day. Mm. Yeah. That's something that those are options that that Clippers didn't have. We spoke about Denver being the kryptonite to uh, the to, to the Clippers. The Lakers are the kryptonite to Denver. They mm. have they, they 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 have those bigs. Like I, I don't want to I don't want to like downplay anything from them. I don't want to downplay their quality or anything like that. But hopefully you get what I'm saying in that. They're, yeah yeah yeah. 100%. They have their number. Like it's just it's a bad matchup. The same way people were saying about a bad matchup for Houston versus LA initially at the time. This is a bad matchup for Denver. They have yeah. bigs who can play, which is a problem. And obviously there's there's LeBron James and then the best player in the NBA as he's shown once again. Even though people are telling me Kawhi Leonard, but anyway we'll keep that for Sunday. Um, <laughs> So yeah, you you'll see you'll see the work you'll see um you you'll see the matchup in play, and I think it's really intriguing to play out. And this yeah, we, we spoke about our, our main players. What, what do you think about the supporting cast now? I know you spoke about um playoff Rondo, who's actually playoff Rondo. He's he's putting he's putting way off P to to shame. So 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 that that twenty twelve series, I think it was the Eastern Conference final when Rondo turned, that was the first time I watched Rondo and that was my love for basketball, like finally okay. like, set in stone. And he also, he scored like 44 points or something when I was hitting threes. But his part, he is so, he's just so sick to watch. I love watching him. And you know what's, what's lovely about this tie right is the fact, you know, we've got three of the best passers in the league playing. We've got Rondo, we've got LeBron and we've got Jokic. Yeah. So it's, it's, whatever happens is going to be good. But Rondo coming in, um, it, it's you know how how is he gonna guard Murray when he is on Murray and and yeah. by that I mean can 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 Denver force the switches to get these matchups that are slightly more favorable to him because I think regular season um, Avery Bradley was tasked with with dealing with Murray and I think he did a quite a good quite a good job on him. Avery Bradley is is probably our I'd put eighty above him, but it's probably our second best defender. Yeah, yeah. You've got obviously Cold War Pope as well can 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 do a bit. So I think we're going to need to try and force the switches out. And hopefully, again, you know what I was saying about Michael Porter Jr.'s minutes being reduced. You know, can we get can we get Porter Jr. out there when the floor is slightly more favourable mm. to him? Um, I'm so happy you said that because that that was on my notes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I know. I know some stuff. I try. I try. <laughs> you do, mate. Trust me, though. You do. You do for sure. Yeah. I think. I think it is. I actually have Denver making a decent run like, on on the second unit. I think we will struggle. So, although there's a greatness sufficiency that um, playoff Rondo can give you offensively, I think the only thing that can help him, if if any way, shape, or form, he's matched up against Jamal Murray, is just his playoff guile and experience. So, yeah. so it's like it's those it's those um those tips, those interceptions, those, just those, those like, or perhaps it'd be like a, a slightly conniving foul, but like before he gets up in a shooting motion, those kind of things that you get yeah. from, you get from experience. That's the only thing I can Hot see. Stopping. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, exactly. Hop him out of his rhythm. Exactly. That's the only thing I can see stopping um, Murray going. As far as everything else is concerned, I think MJ, MPJ, only, only scored two points in um, game seven. And I think that went under the radar a little bit. I mean, I, 
uh, understandably, um, considering the whole uh, the whole scale of the yeah yeah of, of the operation of the game. He, itself. he, he has he has hit, he's hit some big frees in this series though. Like he as he he hasn't been scoring as much as he was in 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 the seeding games and that, but he has shown that there are he's not afraid to take the shot in the moment. And yeah, I love it. Hope, I love that. Hopefully, hopefully we are. We are winning. I just wanted to mention someone else who really flies under the radar because we we've got a supporting cast. Everyone every once in a while chips in and does and does something right. So like Paul Millsap, like he hasn't had a great playoffs overall. Like he hasn't, and he's showing his age a bit. But Michael Malone has stuck with him, stuck with him, stuck with him. And then you get, I think it was, I think it was Game Five when 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 Millsap just decided, but I'm just going to get. 15, 16 points, whatever it was in the quarter. Like it was something, it was something like that. He stepped up with that. We've got one guy who always flies on the render is Monte Morris. This guy is so, he's so lovely to watch because he's got a nice mid-range game. You know, everyone, everyone's like either three points or, or to the rim, right? And yeah, so yeah. You, there's a few players and there's a few players in the league. There's not many more that actually just have a mid-range game. And Monte Morris has a lovely mid-range game. He can lead the second unit well. He's got a great relationship with Plumlee. So when those two come in, they can they can do some damage on on on, on the offensive end and Plumlee himself as well. You can tell this guy has been training and playing with Jokic for. I'm the so last happy. Half. Oh my goodness! You know what? Plumlee Plumlee Slyly Plumlee Slyly is a really good passer of the ball, man. And he will just look out for the Plumlee bounce pass. He loves it. He loves it. Hey, the cut is coming okay. in. <laughs> okay, I'm so ha- honestly once again in my notes. I was like, you know, at one point I was like, is that Jokic? That's why I saw Jokic go to the bench. <laughs> Plum, honestly, for a split second, Plumlee could confuse you and make you think he's Nikola Jokic. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. be confused. It's, it's clear to see that a team who has a clear identity under yeah. Mike Malone is having yeah. bigs who can play and yeah. bigs who can facilitate. And yeah. it is something that's clearly worked as they've as they've as they've come back from they've come back from three one deficits and no one has before. Well, who would you say like Lakers supporting cast? Like who are the ones do you reckon to watch in this series? Who are the ones that Denver need to sort of keep an eye on? Um, I'm gonna keep a buck of you. Our supporting cast, yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are hard to watch at times. Um, I, you, if you listen to our podcast, you hear me slander Danny Green often. Turn, turn, turn. You went from a, a three and D to a no three and no D player. Um, KCP, honestly, he's. He plays uh, KCP Kuzma. Uh, forget. I'm not gonna mention Dion Waiters. Um, who else? Who, who else? Caruso, man, he's all right. Caruso can. Caruso, yes. Okay, okay, cool. You can bring up Caruso. So Caruso, what really impressed me about Caruso is his defense. I think he's a fantastic def- defender. Mm. He's a bit strange to look at. I have to say, <laughs> he, look, he looks like he's really young, but his hair suggests like he's really old. It's, re- it's really strange. I don't know why he's got a headband on, but fair Yeah, I don't know why he's got a headband. I don't know what he's doing. Um, but I guess he's, he's trying to play off. Um, he's trying to come like um, 2012 LeBron, I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> but he, he, game. What was it? Is it game six or game seven? Oh, game seven, game seven. It was either game four, or game five. Sorry, against Houston, where he hit a, a very. No, it was last game it was game five. A very big three against um, against Houston. Corner three when they start to make a comeback, and he, he shows he's not afraid of a big moment. But I'm not. Why look at Caruso? I'm looking at him on the defensive end. I'm looking at him. He's someone who can actually perhaps give um, Jamal Murray a decent game, actually. He's someone who thrives on the defensive end. And I like players who know their, 
their efficiency is not so great on offense. Let me let me keep honest and let me make sure that I can at least do what I need to do for my team on the defensive end. That's something yeah. I'll give credit for Caruso wise. But offensively, yeah. we're just very hot and cold at times. Um, Markeith Morris hit like I think four or five threes in one quarter or something like that. The, the Morris think- brothers are getting on my nerves, man. Honestly, <laughs> we've just dispatched one who was annoying me. And now I have to come up against his twin, and it's just like, oh, these guys. However, however this this one's not this this one is not much. He's he's not a. I'm trying to think of the most PC way. He's not as um, he's not as sly or as conniving as uh, Marcus Morris. I say okay. he's my. He's, isn't, he, I know he plays for Lakers, obviously, but he's yeah. my. He's I prefer him as the as the Morris brothers. Let's say that. Um, there, yeah, Keith Morris. He can go. He can go hot, but it's very rare. You're not going to really. Yeah, get yeah, yeah, Kuzma, I'm not putting any stops into him. He can't be the third guy. Um, like I said, KCP, I mean, he's just he's just there. Danny Green, yeah. We're, our, our supporting cast are too up and down. So we're going to need, as we had against Houston, we're going to need AD, Rondo, or Braun in the game at all times. Interesting. All yeah. times. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that, man. I hear that. But yeah, um, off the back of our supporting cast, I feel like we... We have very similar thoughts on how Denver and Lakers will match up. I think it will, it will be intriguing, uh, um, nonetheless, to see how, how the players, literally just to see how, how the matchup works. But let's go more into the coaches' battle. So let's talk about Vogel versus Malone. Mm. I was doing a bit of research on, on Mike Malone. I was doing a bit of, seeing seen his journey to, um, to, to the NBA. There, there, was a, there was a sick article in The Athletic on him. Oh, um, really? Okay. The, other, the other day, like, he started off working in Foot Locker. He was paying his ways to go and, and, and do some coaching in, in, a, in some fo- youth basketball team. Um, like, he has been grit from the start. And that personality, you can see going into his team. And he is, he is loving, this, loving this underdog moment. Because there were times, there were times against Utah early on where he was looking a bit lost, a bit, a bit out of his depth. You know, like, what's, what's going on here? But he is... Turned it around both times at three-one down. He's made this. He he makes the subtle adjustments that need to be made. But there is, again, it's the, it's this. It's just this his character and 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 the passion that he instills in in the guy. And you could see that those guys all love each other. Yeah. There was, there was pictures after Game Seven when he was picking Jokic up and like he was loving him. I think <laughs> before three years ago, Malone actually went out to 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 Sombor. He went to visit Jokic's hometown hey, and he okay. went out and around him. So he's creating those bonds in you know, similar way to the way Popovich does. The great Greg Popovich creating a bonds with bonds of his team. Um, with regards to the I'm I'm just I'm looking out for game one, man. I want to see exactly how he is going to manage, as we have said, particularly LeBron and and AD and whether he's gonna try anything, anything different, anything unexpected. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see, man. Yeah, on topic of Malone, I think, as you said, I don't know what it is, but in basketball, the intangibles are so important. Um, I think the, the, best, uh, the best example you can see of that in a player is probably Jimmy Butler, isn't it? Um, yeah. But, and you, you see before Game 7, you, you heard Doc Rivers talk about, oh, I'm not here for rah-rah speeches. I'm not here to give players like a little up, a little up before the game, before the game starts and they, they run out and then it all fizzles out. But one of the only reason why that man has a chip is because, well, I wouldn't say the only reason. I'm, I'm, being, <laughs> I'm, I'm being facetious. But the only reason why that man has a chip is because of Kevin Garnett, who is very, very much known for his rah-rah speeches. And I think Mike Malone, he takes... He takes takes real pleasure, he takes real 
tasteful stock in how can I get absolutely everything from this from this orange? How can I squeeze out as much juice as I can from this team? How can I do absolutely everything? If that means I need to give a motivational speech like I'm Barack Obama, then I need to do it. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you can see, and you can see he is a team plays that they're playing for him. And what, I think what, that is so key. Yeah, one one thing I will say is in researching this, uh, every time the Lakers have taken a double digit lead in these playoffs they've won that they're eight and zero taking the double digit lead so i don't think malone i don't think we're going to have the luxury of going down big big numbers again before those subtle adjustments are made and and, and we kick into gear i don't think there's going to be time the way that somehow the clippers have allowed us the way the jazz have allowed us to have time to work our way back into the game the, the, the way we have been. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see when we go down, because it's inevitable that we're going to go down, because it's inevitable that we're going to start a bit slowly, how quickly can we make those changes? So that's, that's what I'm looking out for, to, 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 to be honest, earlier. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair enough. And Malone, I think Malone and Vogel, they are two, well, Vogel definitely is a defensive coach. And... Malone brands himself as a defensive coach, even though I look at him as a as a, perhaps a better offensive coach, despite the um, better offensive coach. But I feel like the Lakers have better offensive players. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think it'll be an intriguing matchup. That that go like go, go going via those criteria. But yeah. it's funny what you say about um, how you think the game will start. So we can, yeah, we can we can touch on that as well. Um, game one, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers drop if the Lakers lose because. If you just look at if you just look at trends so far, and I, I, yeah. I, I won't even saying that in jest, but if it's, if it's, and it's something that um, Nick Wright said as well on um, on his podcast that that intrigued me. Um, if you look at uh, how we how we started in game one so far, so when we before we played the Blazers, there was a play playing game, so we had to wait a little bit, and then we play, and then we clearly were just not we weren't in our rhythm. We had to had to like get back into the rhythm of things again, and then yeah. over that, and then after that, we had to play um, Houston, who had who had an enthralling seven game series against Oak, seven game series against OKC. So we had to wait for that again. Then that happened. So now we've been out of action for like a week, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. So now we have to wait again, so to to play Denver after their amazing seven game win over the Clippers, yeah. and you see that we take a little bit to feel into the game. We wanted. We want to see, okay, uh, how are we gonna, how are we gonna, how are we gonna match up against this team now? And you'll see from LeBron, Nick Wright said this: when LeBron is not the clear underdog, he doesn't see, he doesn't, he doesn't go for the throat in in trying to get the game won as as he would in in other series. So that's Warriors when he was at Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he likes to see oh, that that amazing game. So he likes to see how he will, um, let's see how he's gonna match up against. Uh, a team or how the team's going to mark him so he can play his way into the game and be like okay cool I'm going to come back to the drawing board and I'm going to see okay cool I need to do this I need to do that so I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys take game one I have to be have to be completely honest with you mate okay if we take game one right that means undoubtedly the Lakers will go 3-1 up and we all know we all know then what happens after that? So, if we win game one, we're winning the series. I'm telling you now. <laughs> you know what, guys? You know what, guys? Before, before we could do, I wasn't even going to do this. I didn't have this planned at all. But, yes, he's a very good friend of Oggy. He shared in the group. He shared a tweet from Oggy. And I replied to it on our courtside account. And I had no idea this was Oggy, first of all. And, <laughs> I, and, and I didn't really read what he said properly. 
so I, I just started like commenting back. And I was like, oh, I, I thought you just repeating the same thing over and over again. <laughs> but let me let me see if I can find this. Let me let me tell you what Oggy said. <laughs> let me tell you what Oggy said. I found it already. Let me tell you what Oggy said uh, about about the Clippers, about the Denver going down three one. <clears throat> At so sick, is, I say it right? Is that so sick or so Soskitch, so Soskitch four. He says, I think I'm going to do the same at some point and rank these three elimination games because they were three. Because Denver were 3-1 down to the Clippers and had to win three games of progress. So they won all three games being 3-1 down. <laughs> Honestly, if that, if that shouldn't go down in the book of Proverbs, I don't know what should. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you speak of that because I saw some tweets that were like, God, honestly, Lakers, LeBron, if you can read this, if we're 2-1 up, let Denver go. Let Denver win the next game. <laughs> Don't go 3-1 up against Denver. They, they will just, punish that, you. That's, that, exactly. That's when, we, that's when we go on to win the series, man. Oh, man. That is, that is very funny. So, yeah, just to, just, just to close out, I don't think I've missed anything from there yet. We spoke about everything. How are they going to match up exactly? Um, yeah, what are your predictions on the game, mate? What, what, how's, how's it going to go? Who's going to win and how many games and why? Well, look. I am going to have to predict. It doesn't matter what I really think. <laughs> I would, for the series, do you want the series or do you want this first game? Or both? Yeah, let's go both. Let's go both. This first one, I, I, think, I think the Lakers will take the first game. I really do. I think we, we are going to be the ones that are thinking about the adjustment. You said that LeBron takes his time working things out, but I think we go 1-0 down. But in the series, we're obviously going to win 4-3. I mean, is there, any, is there anything else I'm going to predict now? No, I'm not. I don't care how stupid I look in the end. It's just, it's, I'm just happy to be here, man. I really, thought, I really thought after game two versus the Jazz, we were going down 4-2. We're going to, go, we're going to lose in six in that first series. Anything else about this? I don't care how stupid I look at the end of this. Nuggets in seven. I'm saying it now. There you go. That's me. Excellent, excellent. You know what? I would... I would be disappointed if he said anything otherwise, I have to be honest with you. Um, I think we win, I think we lose game one. Um, okay. I, I just haven't played basketball in ages, man. And these guys, <laughs> these guys, they, they, just, they just take a while to get into their stride, I guess. Um, and I think we win in six. I think we do lose two games to, uh, to Denver. I think they are a fantastic team. And I'm just, I'm so happy to see a team outside of the main, I don't know, the big yeah. market teams just yeah, yeah. fully make a mark and then get back into the West Conference Finals again. I think it's, I think it's delightful. That's what makes basketball so good. Yeah, for us, it's been, a, it's been a long time coming, man. Like, I remember when I proper got into the, to the Nuggets, it was the season when um, we lost on the last game of the season to the, to the Timberwolves, when Jimmy Butler was there. Um, whoever won that game got clinched the eighth spot. So that was heartbreak. Then obviously last year we progressed to the playoffs, game seven against the Spurs, lost horribly to Portland, even though we were up by a bit in that in that game seven. So it's natural that we got to the to the finals, to the to the Western Conference finals this year. And then hopefully that will mean I don't know what's gonna happen, but whatever happens, next season it'll be NBA finals. Because it's just <laughs> yeah. it's, our, it's our natural, natural, natural progression. But do you know what, Harold? I've got to say, I do. If it's my head, if it's my head, and Yas will criticise me for being really negative, 
I'd say the Lakers in, in six. He can't criticize you for being really negative. If you <laughs> saw that man on Twitter yesterday, <laughs> when Boston were up by like, I don't know, 17, he was like, yeah, we, we've lost this game. We've lost. I was like, what are you talking about, mate? Funny enough, they did lose, but... I just <laughs> he, was right. <laughs> he was right, he was right. But as I said, I think, I think you're right in saying it's, it's probably Lakers in six, uh, my head, but I'm not going to go with anything but my heart now. Much like I hope the team does. So Denver in seven. Absolutely. Okay, excellent. You know what? I was just about to wrap up, but then I realised I left out one of my notes. One, one point in my notes. So I'm going to quickly touch on it. It's going to talk about our team's unique journeys to the Western okay. Conference Finals. Um, yep. Yeah, you've mentioned it a little bit yourself. I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, how did you guys get here, man? What, what happened? Uh, well, I, you, know, I, 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 you know, I've mentioned a few times tonight. It's that, that jazz game. Um, could it could it be argued that Gary Harris came in and saved us? Because this is what I mean. He's the supporting cast. He came in. He he locked down better than we had done. Donovan Mitchell, even though he was, even though Gary Harris was still you know getting back to sh- full match fitness, so to speak. Um, we were down and out then. I was miserable. I was depressed. I was like, oh god, just I can't believe it's happening. And then we did our thing, and. The, again, this is the, the Clippers. The Clippers messed up so bad. I, I still, I really can't get my head, my head around around this. Still, what the Clippers gave up. But three one down again. It's the true underdog story. Our, our our story this season is is one of the underdogs because no one talks about us. Also, when you read when you read all the all the previews and stuff, it's all about where the Lakers are strong and where the Nuggets are weak. Honestly, like and that has been. That has been the story of our playoffs so far. It's yeah, like how are how are Denver how are Denver's weaknesses, in which we do have, particularly on the defensive end, how are we going to be exploited? But you forget that we have got two guys who are elite players in the league now. Jokic definitely, definitely up there, definitely, definitely, definitely. And I'm not definitely. I'm not one to have these top ten conversations because oh, okay. it, <laughs> it's long for me that man. So, but Jokic is definitely in that top ten, and Murray Murray is knocking about like when he goes off when he goes off we tend to win so that's really been that's been our story a story of the the underdog coming through through just sheer grit learning how to defend halfway through a series and (laughs) and and coming out on top but as i mentioned earlier i don't think i don't think the lakers are going to afford us that to be honest if we go down too much i think i think they finish it so so yeah Underdog story, man. I've, I think, I think it's a fantastic story. I think whatever happens, it's the story of Denver Nuggets will remain, remain a, a, a cult classic for. I hope so, because also we haven't got. To, the thing is, we haven't. Let's let's not get too excited, man. We haven't got to the fight, the finals. You know, we've got to the Western Conference Finals. It's beautiful. We're the top four. We're one of the top four in the, in 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 the entire NBA league. So it's great, but you know. Uh, let's have the story continue. So it's a beautiful one, you know. Fair enough. No, absolutely. I, I like that. I like that 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 reality check. You know, you know what? Yes, yeah. it's not over. Like, I'm <laughs> not going to go out like the Spurs. Or not go out, go out like like Spurs against um, Ajax, and just get all happy when we come back again. And, and, and... Exactly. Do you know? What? I was thinking that yesterday. I was thinking about that exact thing yesterday. I still know Spurs fans who talk about that day, and it's like, yeah, but you lost. <laughs> that, is exactly why, that is exactly why for these three days I am unbearable. Cloud nine, I'm yeah. consuming everything because this is when it matters. If we lose afterwards, it's going to be a lovely thing to look back on, but ultimately, doesn't matter that much, you know, if, yeah. if, if we get knocked out. Mm, so, absolutely. 
Um, yeah, quickly from me on the Lakers' journey. Yeah, so obviously we started up against Portland, and I think it's important for people to remember the narratives that 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 was thrust upon us. That's all the NBA is about a lot of the time. We've all of these awards that we get, all NBA teams, MVPs, Defensive Players of the Years. Narratives are, are so key. So the narrative was Lakers are coming against the best eighth seed of all time. Damian Lillard dropping 60, 70, 80 Ooh, points a game. Pretty good. He, no, he was, yeah, he was. He was <laughs> um, but obviously we made the, the, the necessary adjustments after game one, um, after, after literally going, on, literally going outside in game one, making the necessary adjustments in game two, three, and four, and five, and then obviously got the dub. I think game two was telling because, no, game three was telling because just similar to Houston, we, um, in, the, in, the, in both series is that both star players of either team played well and they still lost. Mm. And I think whenever that happens, it's a, it's a worry. So obviously we got past Portland, Houston came and everyone's talking about this is the worst matchup ever for for Houston. And some people <clears throat> me had the had Houston beating um Houston beating the Lakers. I, I said Lakers in five. I have to say a bit of that was was no analysis, just vibes. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that, listen, that's what it is most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Just, just put the number in here, honestly. <laughs> um, so so yeah, we 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 managed to overcome that. Um, yeah, we went small, and I was surprised that we were actually able to do that because I was, I was one of the people saying that we should go big and just dominate them um, in the paint. But we went small, and then we were, we were adequate enough. And obviously, Russell Westbrook shot the, shot the, shot, basically shot the team out of the game, um, which was exactly what we wanted. And once again, game three, both Westbrook and Harden showed up combined for 63 points, and they still lost. And I think that's, that is, it can be quite, um, quite, quite deteriorating, quite demeaning on, on, on your team. It's like, okay, what else do we need to do? Daniel House went out as well for, um, I think it was game, was it game six and game seven? Something like, I don't know, some breaches of um, COVID rules. And mm. there's, there's some an- analysts talking about how that, that was a real big impact. I don't think it would change anything at all. Um, so yeah, obviously we beat them and then now we're here. Um, and yeah, and I'm just so thankful that I was joined by the amazing Oggy. I'm so, I'm so happy. I lobbied to get you on and you <laughs> came through. I really appreciate it. I'm going to let you get back to, to what you were doing, please. Please, please Back into some books. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back into the books. Back into the books. And this was seriously so, so enjoyable. Um, yeah, it'll be great if we can have you on at any time in the future if you're ever free. Please just hit us up. It'll be great yeah. to, to have you on. I love your, your Denver insight. It is great to have someone who's as passionate about their team as I am about LeBron James. Nice. Wait, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you hey, for coming it's on. It's guys, been a pleasure, man. Take it easy, guys. Till next time. Podcast Network.